You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com. You can get it early every Tuesday morning at patreon.com slash Thunderquack. Uh, or you can wait and get it late on podcast services across the galaxy. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. Uh, I love that that rhymes. Do you know, did you do it intentionally that yeah, it rhymes? Yes. Okay, good. Of it's course good. I did. It's so, it's so, it's so catchy. Uh, that's the point. That's okay. the point. Who knows? I, Someday maybe I'll even know what it is that you say and be able to repeat it mm, for everybody to hear. I think that anybody who's been listening for long enough <laughs> uh, will be able to support my assertion that that's never going to happen. But, uh... Uh, but you can keep dreaming. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to discourage you. I'm just. I'll, yeah, it's, it's all good. I you just like, like to keep my yeah keep my expectations in check. Yeah, it's good. Um, wow, it's been a week. So last week we talked a little bit about. We talked about some of the the sort of like, uh, impact that the coronavirus fears were having, um, on on some different things like Cannes Film Festival and. And stuff mm-hmm. like that. I uh, in the time that it, basically from from the point that we published that last Tuesday morning uh, for Patreon supporters to the point where it was out for everybody, what we had talked about was essentially out of date. Like it was a very yeah, dated conversation. So. It oh, in four days. It's been insane um, how things have have evolved. Um, very quickly but i i that's the situation that we're in it is i think last week we were talking about it as like this is a very notable thing i think this week we're talking about it as um this is i i uh, the world is never going to be the same after this moment like, right this is yeah uh, for it's the weird. for the younger listeners uh who maybe were born after 9-11 or two young to really remember what it was like before 9-11 um this is that this is this is a hundred percent that air travel is going to be different i guarantee Mm -hmm. it when we come back from this um there are going to be new measures in place and there's there's going to be it it's going to be a change um i like go ahead On fundamental levels, though, things that need to change are like regulatory things Mm -hmm. in China, (laughs) like uh, like part of it as well. Right. And that people that are in privileged positions need to stop manipulating the Chinese economy to incorporate wet markets for goods that nobody needs. Yeah. Right. Please don't harvest endangered animals. That is not a thing that you require. And it like if we had only actually like done something about it 10 years ago. Maybe this wouldn't be happening. And yeah. I know that's not the only thing, but it's very interesting if people haven't watched that box video about like the spread of of um like viruses stemming from um like like basically like animal markets in China. It's very fascinating and also like a, a largely 
containable phenomenon if yeah. only governments didn't kowtow to the whims of the rich, quite frankly. So, well, I mean, I think I look, I I don't think our listeners are any strangers to our our opinions on on um, uh, inequality and 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 the 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 wealth gap and mm-hmm. and all of that sort of stuff. We talk about that that sort of thing a lot. Um, I think that the tone is different right now, though, because I think that we've talked about it as hypotheticals for a really long time. Uh, but here we are in this situation, and uh, like you're you're a hundred percent right. Like th- we're not here because regular people just trying to make a living are horrible that's not that's not what it's about right yeah it's not about those people because i think that that's one of the things that people jump to is that people want to go like oh the people in china who do this they're the ones to blame and it's like no they're supplying a market they're trying to make a living they're doing what they can to get by just the same as any of us i mean like people think of it people think of it in in sort of uh, uh distancing exotic terms in their minds as uh, in order to other, right? Like that's kind of the whole point, but a person working in those conditions in China is no different than a person working in a chicken farm in North America. Right. Like, like they're, they're, do you think it's their passion? (laughs) Do you think that like Mm -hmm. when they wake up in the morning, they go, yeah, another day of this. No, they're doing it because it's a, it's a job. And and it's a way to put food on the table for their families, and it's no different than than going to work at McDonald's or I uh, I uh, Walmart or any of these chains where it's like yeah horrible things systemic problems. There are all sorts of reasons to not want to work for those companies or in those uh, environments, uh, and yet like somebody's got to do it because the the market demands that that exists. And why does the market demand that it exists? Because there are people at the top who use their money, influence, power to uh manipulate things and make it the way that they want it, right? It's it, like shark fin soup is a great example um of something that like it it doesn't change the 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 taste of the soup it's not you don't eat the shark fin uh but um somebody decided that this was the 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 dish of wealthy people um all over asia and and it became like a fad to the point where like endangered species are being fished for their fins and like mm-hmm. they're they're not even they're not even eating the fish right they're not even eating the rest of the shark they're literally just catching these things cutting the fins off and then tossing the bodies back into the ocean and it's like just disgusting stuff like that that it's like it's not like yes i the 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 fishermen who do that have some culpability but but they're supplying a market and being paid amounts that they can't refuse Right. Because like I said, like, like people are just trying to put food on the table. That's, that's what it always comes down to. Um, and I think that in North America where we have the luxury of pursuing our dreams and, uh, I, I really, I, I, you know, sort of focusing on individuality and, and, uh, 
and and you know everybody is a special uh snowflake not to use that that term's been co-opted right but <laughs> yeah but in the sense of like at like i think they 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 north americans it's we we've, we've talked about this before too it's whenever the 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 boomers and the gen xers are like oh the millennials with their participation trophies oh they all have to get a participation trophy uh you guys are the ones who decided to give us participation trophy trophies our entire lives so like come on share some of the blame i uh, but it's because because they have the same mentality of like and we're seeing it right now with the self-isolating and um, and and I, I, I like quarantining and everything that uh, there are a lot of people out there just kind of living their lives as if nothing is different. They're not washing their hands. My dad, more. cough, they're, cough, cough. They're, the yeah, they're not. They're not avoiding public spaces. They're not avoiding crowds. They're going to Disney World <laughs> for the last night that it's going to be open um, at, before it closes down. And they're packing these these places because in their minds, they're the exception to the rule, right? Everybody else has to do that, but not me because I'm special. Yeah, right? right. Exactly. And it's like, oh. every If everybody else does it, then I'll be fine if I don't. Right. But the problem is that everybody has that mentality at some point in their life. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a, I think it's a very common thing. I don't even think it's just North America, but I do think that, that it's a very uh, prominent trait in North America. Um, be, and I think it's because of, of our, of our media, right? Like we've since Star Wars, we've grown up on the uh, the the hero's journey, uh, the 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 Campbellian myth, right? And the Campbellian myth is all about the everyman who goes on an epic quest and becomes a superhero, right? Is that the like, same as the monomyth narrative? Yeah, is that, the same is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, like it's like like that, and that is obviously he distills that from all cultures, but but Star Wars really a perfect like example of like that working to a T. Well, like. I, I think that George Lucas having been a student of, of, uh, of Campbell, uh, and talking about it a lot in the, in the process of making the first three films, he <laughs> publicized the monomyth, um, and gave it the best, the best sort of PR campaign that you could, because here are the three biggest movies of all time, like at the time. Right. And, uh, uh, and here's the 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 structure that they're underpinned yeah. with, and everybody who wanted to make a Star Wars movie, because the all of Hollywood wanted to make a Star Wars movie, um, they all started you know really uh, taking that myth and and running with it, and so a lot of our pop culture now um, has kind of. It's kind of all just turned into the monomyth, um, and everything was influenced by it before Star Wars. So I don't like want to say that I credit Star Wars with the. It's it like Joseph Campbell wrote that book because he was observing that this is something we'd been doing for centuries, mm -hmm. uh, if not the entirety of of um, sort of human civilization. Um, but but uh, I think like I guess the best way to put it is that. Star Wars and George Lucas turned the monomyth into a commodity. Mm -hmm. They made it something that you could package and put on a lunchbox and you could sell it. Um, and that, 
that I think gave rise from the seventies onwards to a, to a couple of generations of, um, that combined with the, the message of like, uh, which is very core to the American and as well as the Canadian ideology of like anyone can be president of the United States, you know, like it's, uh, it's elected by the people for the people sort of thing. And like, I, I, and that means that means that that anyone can can rise to that level, um, which is uh, uh, ideologically true, but not factually true, which is not something that you teach eight year olds. Um, <laughs> and and so we take it to heart and we think, well, I can be anything. Right. Um, like if I want to grow up to to be Steven Spielberg or George Lucas, I can do that. Um, when the reality is like, yeah, most of you are going to work at, you know, office jobs or, or in labor or whatever, because that's what makes the world go around. And that, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Right. But that's something that only comes with age and wisdom. Uh, and it feels like that is severely lacking out there right now. Like this, this, this environment is just so disheartening and it's just, I don't know, it can't, it, you can't help but feel like it's a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and this is us crashing through rock bottom, um, to, to whatever's underneath. Um, but do you, sorry, this is what I've been yeah. thinking about the two things. Do we think that this is going to help the drive towards socialism and the environment? Those are like my two big questions yeah. right now. In terms of like, I I would love to say that that's the case. I one of the interesting things is going to be in six months to a year when when scientists start talking about like, hey, so we were obviously monitoring greenhouse gases and carbon footprint uh, all during that whole coronavirus thing, and you know when you all stayed home and. I didn't fly in airplanes every five seconds and, and, you know, like the world kind of shut down for a minute. Um, all of that CO2 just kind of slowed down significantly. Okay. Right. And, and so there's going to be this real hard scientific evidence of like, like, Oh, there is something that we could do to, to, to help slow climate change. There's, I think we're past the point of no return. Right. But yeah. But, but, but we could slow it down and give ourselves a few more years. Yeah, a few more years to maybe figure out some solutions to some of the mm-hmm. problems, right? Um, and so we're we're absolutely capable. One of the best tweets that I saw today was that this crisis, this pandemic, is forcing us to acknowledge all of the things that they have said could never be done. That it turns out, oh, no, you guys didn't mean it couldn't be done. You meant you didn't want us to do it. Things like in America, um, what well, I mean, like granted, as Canadians and and a lot of uh, European nations have been uh, uh, saying to America for a long time, um, you can have a, a a socialist democracy, like you can you can you can still have freedom and liberty, but but take care of your neighbor. That's the, these are not mutually exclusive ideas, but um, but I think that America is seeing firsthand now. There's money. There's 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 always money in the banana stand, as uh, as uh, uh, George Senior would say. Uh, yeah. I and and I, it's there's, 
it's very much Pandora's box. I don't think there will be any going back from this. Um, but the best case scenario, and I think the reality, is that it's going to galvanize our generation and the generation after us. Um, Hopefully in a positive direction. I think so. No, I definitely. I think that it's going to show them like, hey, these these systems and structures can function. Um, We can do this. We can all actually have a better life and uh, like with more fulfillment and more free time and and uh, and time with our families and and, and closeness and stuff like that, but also still serve uh, a capitalist market like like both of those things can exist. The problem is this. The generation that is still primarily in power, and obviously it's a, it, they're on their way out. But the gen, the two generations that are still in power, the Boomers and the Gen Xers, they s- are still accounting for majorities, right? And the reason why is because millennials are not out voting. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Let's bring this back to uh, nerdy things a little bit, mm-hmm. because I have like two things that this has made me think. Well, first of all. Yeah, in terms of like capitalism and corporate structures, like my whole job is based on deadlines that have to do with when people are going to consume content that is going to go on a television. Like we bust our butts every day to hit these arbitrary deadlines. Then now that we're in the middle of this crisis, people are like, why does it matter if this television series gets on the air three weeks sooner? Like, are people not going to watch it because it goes on the air four weeks later? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's like uh, making us rethink the entire like industry. And the fact that Netflix has stopped production on everything, like all the live action, it's not just animation too. It's live action shows and things that are, are going to be immediately impacted like these feeds into into the shows that we're watching and there's only so much of a backlog but so and the environment thing reminds me of zoo and i think i had tweeted you like tweeted at you and i'm like sad that you like don't know what zoo is but literally like the plot of zoo is that the animals in the in the world start becoming insanely aggressive and killing people all over the world like almost every single animal like dogs yeah. and gorillas and all sorts they, they and made they, a they made a tv yeah show they made a, a tv series about it um but they just they find out that the reason that this is happening is because of the environment like complications that we polluted the environment too much and then all of our electronic devices in the air was like messing with all these animals brains and so the decide the entire scientific community is like this is what it is let we have to just stop doing things that are polluting the environment and it'll go away. And so they do, they stop for a whole week. And then after the week, they stop doing it and animals just kill everybody. Like that is, and I mean, spoilers for the book zoo. I don't know how the television series works, but I really hope it's similar where they just kind of like the plot, like the, the, the moral of the story kind of is that people just suck. And even if their lives are in peril, they're not going to do anything about it. Which is kind of devastating, but I also would really like to have the facts to be like, is this this downturn right now something that will actually like make a difference that that if we if we do, like we just stop putting so much negativity and, and terrible carbon into the environment and yeah. then we'll it'll it'll slowly bounce back. Yeah. But it's, it, it's a good book. <laughs> it, it it's 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 gonna be interesting to see what the what the the consequences of this pandemic end up being. Um and I think one of the one of the things that nobody is really talking about that much, because obviously we have to deal with the problem that's right in front of us. But uh, this probably won't be the last one of these. Right. right. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The reason why this is happening uh, isn't it's not a fluke. 
this isn't a random mutation that that has just happened and now it's 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 uh, uh spreading this is this is the result of conscious decisions that that our society has made things like like the way that we that we've built you know these interconnected uh, uh air travel systems and <laughs> and stuff like that they that like we've we've kind of done this without thought of consequence um and we've gotten away with it for so long like it's it's always so funny to think of ourselves on um because we think human beings uh, if it wasn't clear by everything else that i've said on the podcast uh we're incredibly selfish self-centered egomaniacal creatures right um and we think of things in terms of like our own lifetime and we don't really think of things we have to we have to work to think of things on a historical timeline we don't think about things like three days ahead exactly let alone right like and um when you look at at the the history of commercial air travel um it's a blip it's less (laughs) than a blip um but i still like traveling of course, it's great. Go back but, on the cars. And I'm not saying that we should live in a world where airplanes don't exist. I'm saying maybe we could do this in a better way, right? Like maybe 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 we do need to look at alternatives like uh transportation alternatives to flying um mm-hmm. because it is so so harmful to the environment. I think that Japan has the right idea when it comes to to their their uh, uh, rapid rail, right? Like that. Can you imagine if North America had an interconnected system like that, um, and how how quickly and easily you could get from place to place? Um, I mean, part of it too is people don't want to pay the money up front for like investing in the in the things that will actually help us. And yeah, I mean, the, the okay. I want to turn to some positivity and some nerdy things. And I think that one of the those things is that we're now becoming so reliant in this time of quarantine and self-isolation that like the internet and digital solutions and options for people to, to work from home and still connect are like exponentially growing. Like yeah. the, the, like what we're trying to figure out and what we're trying to implement right now is going to lead to some radical awesome, I hope, solutions for for more connectivity across the board. And I think that that will lead yeah. to better and awesomer options. I cannot wait for somebody, and I keep thinking that maybe I could do it, but I don't have to, to, the time right now to sort of deal with it because I'm still actually at work. But like, I want somebody to do like a cool movie that everybody just shoots from their own house <laughs> and it like all gets put together like somehow digitally and I don't know. But also talking about like some positive things that are coming out of this in terms of like advancement and like thinking critically about the world. Also movies that I didn't expect to come out came out like Rise of Skywalker on Mm -hmm. Friday, which was so cool that they just did that. And I think um, your your girls loved that Frozen was on today because Disney Plus released it early. And the thing that I'm coolest about is that people are like getting wise to like hey, let's meet people where they are. And I've wanted to go see Emma in theaters, but I keep being scared to go see it because it's a theater and there's lots of people there. And Universal just announced that all of the movies that are in theaters now, they're going to put on for digital releases like next week. So what an awesome forward thinking way to adapt to like the changing times. And, and I mean, I feel like we've talked about this before about like the antiquate, like I understand that theaters are a sustainable life force of many economies, but 
they also can be done like we don't need as many they can be like i've always railed against like hardcover books and the gap between movies being available in theaters and on your home broadcast hmm. like it, those two things have always been pet peeves of mine in terms of like the digitization of um and and like like accessibility of mass like market popular culture yeah. and that I feel like there should be trends towards more economical and environmentally friendly and, and easily accessed options. And I think that this is great. If you can make money by just putting things directly on consumer television, why don't we lean towards a model like that? Like what, what is stopping us? And it's these like these chains of yeah. consumerism right now that like the reason that they don't do this in the past is because theaters would boycott the films and all this stuff. But now when you're put into a situation where theaters literally have to shut down, there's no more there's no more like fake like systems or infrastructure that has been established for the sake of it being established that you have to break down. You just get to go around it and find the models that actually work for today's society. Same mm -hmm. with the nine to five workday and the 40 hour work week. All of those things are institutionalized structures that existed for reasons that we can't even comprehend now. I'm sure that there's videos somewhere that somebody's done a really, really comprehensive and good breakdown of that. But for right now, I'm just going to say this is revolutionizing the way that we think about our everyday life and just the things that we take for granted that we just do because we do them because we think that that's the best way. And it's like, no, we do stuff because capitalism and money and corporate greed, that's the majority of the things we do on a day-to-day -day basis are because of those and not necessarily because of it's stuff that's in our best interests. Even as consumers, it's not in our best interest. There are alternatives that as consumers, I would much prefer that aren't available to me because I'm ha I'm handcuffed to something else that somebody else decided 20 years ago or whatever. So some positives. I get to watch Emma next weekend and I watched <laughs> Rise of Skywalker this last weekend. And yep. also, oh my God, how much do I hate Rise of Skywalker? But that's for another podcast. <laughs> well, so, now that it's out, we can do that podcast. I know. I'm excited. Um, Begin. Yeah. And you're doing so many podcasts too. That's a positive. Yep. You're doing this like cool thunderquack, like five thirty eight thirty live stream thing. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. If, if you if you didn't see the announcement on our on our Facebook page or on Patreon uh, or Twitter, uh, we're gonna do. Um, I guess I should post that on Instagram too. I always forget Instagram. I always forget it. <laughs> I, I so I'm gonna be doing uh, just quick little like probably around half an hour to forty five minute um, live stream uh episodes mini episodes um i basically i think until until um the 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 self-isolation uh recommendation is kind of lifted once once everybody can kind of go back to their daily lives um the reason why i can do it is because crystal and i are both home and mm -hmm. uh and and that means you know like if if i'm when I get home later in the day and then, you know, we got to get the kids to bed and whatever, it's a, it's a little bit more difficult to, to manage something like that. But, um, but basically like, yeah, once the kids are in bed, I, I wish they will get in bed at reasonable times. Um, then, uh, cause I don't have to deal with an hour and a half <laughs> to two hour commute. Right. That's uh, fair, yeah. I, then, uh, then I'll, then we'll, we'll jump on and go live. Um, and uh, yeah, it'll be me. Uh, uh, so far, I have one guest lined up, uh, Joe Hogan, uh, Star Wars artist, extraordinaire, nice. uh, and uh, and a good friend of mine. And uh, we'll probably be talking about Star Wars. We'll probably talk about Ghostbusters, but uh, uh, yeah, Ooh. who knows? So he, we both like all sorts of geeky stuff. So um, so that's something to look forward to. But uh, I I I mean it's 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 uh, so. I'm calling it 
I hope that people take this as a like in in the jokey way that I mean that it, it and that I'm intended. not being insensitive. But uh, so it's the Thunderquack Podcast Quarantine Zone. Uh, <laughs> so we're broadcasting from the quarantine zone. It was fun. I mean, I don't know. I liked the visual like yeah. look of it, and I feel like people get it. I feel like there's a lot of people right now trying to do things that are like. Yeah, I just want to. Yeah. This week's episode of Thunderquack, I'm pro- kind of getting stuff off my chest. I think so. I'm probably griping a little bit more than yeah. than, than I than I want to. But um, I just trying to have something because I know everybody's kind of get. Look, we're on we're on day three in our house of of uh, uh, Crystal and I basically committing to to not going out unless we absolutely have to. And uh, uh, we're going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like these kids are just going bananas, Um, Kara in particular. And it's 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 stressful and it's and it's difficult and it's not it's not going to be over anytime soon. But, um, you know, we're going to we'll get through it. Everybody's going to get through it, I think. And Uh, see, so here's the thing. Yeah, I self-isolate every weekend yeah. yes. so it was really like not it's not a problem for me to stay home but i did but i like honestly it's just like one of those weird things where like i live alone and i'm not very active so like me kind of being like oh i guess i can't go out this weekend it's like well i don't normally do that anyways and so i actually did like go out on saturday in a way that i wouldn't have because i was like um what did I do? I was stocking up. What did I what did I run out of? Anyways, oh, yeah, lotion. Because I'm worried that they're going to cut off essential, like, non-essential services, which to me includes alcohol and my face lotion that I use. <laughs> so I was like, I want to buy my face lotion so that when it's not available, like, I have some of it and because I'm, like, I'm, like, out of it. And so I, like, made a stop to the store to, like, get these things that I probably, like, otherwise wouldn't have gone out to do, which is, like, kind of ironic. But now I'm like, okay, I'm good. I've got all my food. I got stocked up. Like, I'm... I might run out of toilet paper sometime soon, but I'll I'll be okay for now. And I feel like those essential services aren't going away. But I feel so bad for people like you who have children and other people that you have to deal with. Whereas me, I mean, I get bored at a certain point, but I just I watched like I tried like three different kinds of Korean dramas, and one of them eventually stuck. So I just watched that. I yeah. really probably should actually just like read some more. I've got so many books that I need to read right now too. So I'm I, uh, very much looking forward to being in <laughs> quarantine yeah. if the day comes. I uh I feel really bad for people who have crappy roommates. Oh. Um like I think about what would have happened uh if uh, if if this had happened uh, back when uh back when I was living with with uh Matt when he was living oh, with yeah. me because he was a real <laughs> slob. And uh-huh. obviously, we're all very conscious of cleanliness at the moment. And uh, and and he was he was very fond of uh, leaving dirty dishes lying around and not not really, not just not really cleaning in general. Oh, dear. Um, and that would have gotten very frustrating very fast. Uh, I also think about at that point in my life how much money I was making, right. and. Um, and and living paycheck to paycheck and and how much i was spending on groceries and the inability to do something like what i did uh a couple of days ago uh where i went out and i spent 250 dollars on groceries um yeah which isn't crazy for us we definitely do that once every like five or six months but um we weren't really planning on a big grocery shop like that wait do you consider soon, 250 dollars but... a lot on groceries yeah, I guess 
but you're a family of four. I spend like $100 every time I go to the grocery store. Am I spending too much on groceries? Uh, you spend <laughs> too much money on processed food. Okay. I'm $250, that, that's processed food. That That's what it is, oh. right? So okay. um, as yeah. much as like I did get some apples and strawberries and whatever, like I got, got some bananas. We got some of those types of essentials. It was a lot of like freezer waffles and juice from concentrate and uh, right. the canned beans. Not that canned beans are expensive. That's a cheap thing. But uh, it's it was a lot of one of the things that I noticed is that everybody is kind of freaking out about um about staples uh, uh like, like yeah like, like like toilet paper and 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 uh and and meat and whatever right like like the things that you absolutely need like we're, we're pretty good on that stuff on a regular basis um but I, one of the things that people don't think about is, and it kind of exemplified by a tweet that I read the other day, um, Sunday morning that was, I, I, okay. I like, I've got everything that I need. I'm all stocked up. The, 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 the quarantine starts now. And then like two hours later, or it's like, I went to the grocery store. I bought everything that I needed. I don't have to come back to the grocery store for anything. Like, like now we're under lockdown. Uh, yeah. Two hours later, I went to the grocery store for a Twix. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, that I think people forget like, oh, wait, just because we're going to get locked in doesn't mean that we're not going to want creature comforts and yeah. our pleasurable things. So yeah. I made sure that I grabbed candy and and junk yeah. food and that sort of thing so it's oh yeah i have i have a huge party up, pack but... of doritos on my on my uh table right now and even though like i'm not in like i'm still having to go to work and stuff but mm-hmm. i like like the good thing is i work two blocks away from where i live so i'm not like taking public transit and i i like luckily i like have my own office and so i well no i mean i share an office but like i have less people around me and so i'm like feeling okay but i mean until my office closes i gotta keep going but i'm kind of still like I'm going to eat these Doritos <laughs> and then I'm going to need to go buy more Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a little bit of a, like I bought stuff because I was like, okay, no, just so that, yes. So I can have some stuff just in case I really need it. And instead I'm like, mm, Doritos, I'm going to eat them every day. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, but honestly, like I, we're so lucky to be at the stage in our lives that we we're at Mike. Like again, what you're talking about, like if you imagine what you were like back way back when you were with, with your roommate. And I think back to like when I was living, like, like I could barely afford to live week to week and was just like, I would definitely have to just move home with my parents. And I'm luckily enough that I had the support that I could have done that at some point in time. But there are so many people that, and also schools closing now, I think schools are closed until the summer. And if you're in grade 12 and you were relying on like, I don't know, especially if you sort of like didn't do the greatest in the last semester and you were really like needing to like get your grades up and also anyways it's just there are so many people that are in like a worse state than you are yeah and like here we are sitting on a podcast complaining about i don't know your kids needing attention or something no, i mean not that's not what i that's not <laughs> yeah. what i mean but yeah, like yeah. you know what i mean right like it's it's a it's a good problem to have there are some people that and so I just like lots of love and and support and joy and I understand it it is that side where I understand why there are people that aren't taking it in the same way because their livelihoods are at stake in a way that I think yours and mine are not because we are we are in the position luckily to be able to to work from home if necessary and and to hopefully our jobs aren't going to completely go under because of this but imagine like looking for a job in this economy like um like I'm pretty sure like we can't be bringing new people into our office at this point in time and like mm-hmm. 
And like, I'm sure there's other people that are like in similar situations that if you were transitioning from jobs, what a terrible time to be transitioning from jobs. So like, I, I know that like thoughts and prayers is a terrible thing, but at some points it's also just kind of a like sentiment that, I mean, uh, apologies that, that it, that it sucks, but I hope that there's enough, as, as Mr. Rogers says, enough helpers out there right now. Like um, Ryan Reynolds just tweeting or um, Instagramming that him and Blake Lively are donating a million dollars to uh, Feeding America and the Food Banks Canada. I didn't realize that Food Bank was a Canadian thing. I thought the Food Bank was just a thing that existed everywhere, but I guess in America it's, there's no Food Bank. Or maybe I guess. there's. A... So, anyways, but um, I, like very cool. Like how cool. Like there are people everywhere that are trying to help and. This whole year has just been chock-a-block full of just tragedy and disaster after disaster. I mean, like, Australia just is just recovering from one, like, national tragedy and now moving into another another thing. Like, a ma- like people that yep. are down, like, just having to deal with stuff. Oh, and yeah, and, so and, bananas. and Hawaii is, is uh, like, there's um, the flooding heading. So, like, cause oh, jeez. I guess it's, it's, I don't know if it's the rainy season or whatever, but... Um, yeah, they're expecting major flooding on a lot of the islands and yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's always the question of like, is the world really a worse place right now or are we just more connected? Um, so we're more aware of how, of how bad everything is, but yeah, that's part of it. I mean, did, was I in the middle of reading everything is effed? a book about hope last time we were on the podcast. Yeah. I feel like I was talking about it because when I finished reading it, I'm like, it's not a book about hope. It's a book about how hope is a terrible thing. And it's mm-hmm. kind of an interesting read where that's a lot of what it is. It's like you just perceive more when you know more sort of, right? And that you sort of think about all of these things that could be rather than than being okay with what is. I mean, that's very reductive and obviously not what the book is, but that's a lot of a lot of kind of what it is, is that if everything actually is terrible, then all you can hope is to is to sort of be like live in the moment, essentially. And again, very reductive. That's not the book doesn't ever say live in the moment. But (laughs) like, like, how much can you actually actually think too much ahead and, and then and then and then manipulate your brain so that when if it doesn't happen that you feel like worse about it, or you think that things got worse when really you can sort of just be like, what if what if I'm okay with what is currently, obviously, if you're in a position to be able to do so, because you are Mm -hmm. relatively healthy, healthy, safe and and free yeah or all of those things i'm super curious what's going on in north korea is anybody else super curious what's uh, going i had on in that north thought korea? yesterday i had that thought yesterday like, where i was like honestly i don't know what's going on i don't there. know if they're in a better situation or a worse situation yeah. because they're already pretty isolated yeah. um yeah. uh from one another in general um except in their working conditions right it's like but, but also they're really close to china and yeah. who knows what – I mean, if the fictional dramas that I watch are anything to say, apparently there's a lot of – sorry, I just watched a fictional drama called Crash Landing Into You where it, like part of it took place in North Korea, which is obviously like a fake version of North Korea. But in it, there was a lot of smugglers from China that lived in North Korea. And anyways, I know that that's not true. But who knows? And in World War Z, again, to bring it back to like <laughs> nerdy books about the apocalypse, in World War Z, one of the things that was the most interesting about it is that they never did find out what happened to North Korea during the zombie apocalypse because they all isolated themselves underground and nobody could access them. Like yeah. they like put up barriers. And so it always remained a mystery. And I'm like, anyways, I'm just I'm just like terribly curious because I don't think yeah. I don't think there's been a lot of updates from no, North no. Korea. Um, but 
yeah, I don't know, man. It's a, the the <laughs> the world is a rough place. Yeah, uh, and that's just just highlights the importance of us, uh, kind of just being there for each other and 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 just being nice to the people around you and and trying to be a better person on a daily basis. But it's hard. It's difficult because I think without everybody thinking about the person next to them and thinking about themselves first, uh, you have to think about yourself first, right? It's uh, mm-hmm. it's like defensive driving. Yeah. Right? Um, or using those air masks in air, in airplanes if the plane goes down. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you have to you have to handle yourself first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's it's tough, but I do think that there are people uh, just doing their best to to try and make the the best out of a bad situation and and uh, and be smart about it. Um, there are also a lot of people out there who are just acting like this is not as big of a deal as it is. It is a big deal because I. What we saw in Ontario over the last 48 hours was it went from like it went from like 50 cases to 70 cases to 150 cases in the and course I mean, of those are the exponential growth that you've seen yeah. everywhere. Somebody like while I've been here, I was scrolling through uh, like a like a Facebook and somebody was saying like that was what what happened in Italy. There was like 100 and some odd cases. Yeah. And then like 10 days later, there was like. 2000 and yeah. 10 days after that there was 2100 and it's like oh my god it's coming it's coming for everybody yeah i just uh, oh no that's freaking me out. i don't want to talk about this anymore mike it's making me freak <laughs> out and i'm getting anxious are you done talk get your covid out and then let's talk about something nerdy and fun to end the podcast yeah uh well let's take a break <laughs> let's take a break for ads but uh okay uh, and then we'll be nerdy and fun when we come back okay yeah well, when we come back we're gonna talk <laughs> about pokemon that's what we're gonna do yeah um, um oh shoot I think I closed the window. Uh, who's our Who's our Patreon producer? We forgot to mention them last week. Oh, this is no. all is new format. It's new format. I, I apologize. I apologize <laughs> profusely. It's and not I my apologize fault. because I don't even know what the format is, so yeah, I can't assist true. in any way <laughs> and rely on Mike to do so. Yep, hundred percent. So. Um, let me go into our patron manager. Is this yeah. all staying on the podcast? How? Uh, yep, it'll stay point. on the podcast. We're so professional. I love it so uh, much. Uh, Brian Murowski, uh, yeah, you are Brian. our Patreon producer, uh, and uh, we greatly appreciate your support. Um, of course, we appreciate the support of everybody who supports us over at patreon.com slash thunderquack. Uh, because um, the audio quality of this podcast is in many ways brought to you because I've been promised that at one point in time, these Patreon will help with this new microphone that I'm now using. Well, more um, so the, the the move to Spreaker or, or the, is going to help or the, that, or the ads. Whichever one of these two things, the yeah. producers of the podcast or the ads that we're about to hear have helped bring the audio quality up. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Uh, let's uh, let's take a break for ads. Okay, let's talk about Pokemon. Let's talk about Pokemon. Uh, I didn't hear any ads. You you're not gonna <laughs> hear the ads. I the ads I know, go I'm in sorry. later. I know. I'm sorry. I okay. Yeah. Like a little bit, a little bit before we get into into Pokemon, I just want to like I I know that people already know that I'm a terrible human, but um one of the things that I'm terrible about is actually listening to podcasts as a podcaster. I know that that's like, and I mean I feel like I've talked about that before, but I tried, I tried to listen to podcasts the other day, and I just I wound up listening to like seven minutes worth of advertising. Mm-hmm. So, 
I'm glad that like, but it, it keeps us going and we're not Joe Rogan. So yeah, I don't know. Joe Rogan had so many ads and they were all like, he did them all. So it was like cheating. It was yeah. like kind of ads, but he was saying them. And I'm like, no, no, just get somebody else to do them because then you might sneak in some different knowledge that you actually want to hear the person talk about. But really the, anyways, that's, that's why they do them. You get paid more for no. those ones. Oh. We could do them too, but, but we don't. Um, we don't, we let other people. Yeah tell you about things that you should buy in this yeah. time of us complaining about commercialism <laughs> anyways carry on pokemon uh ty hallett one of our patreon uh supporters messaged and said uh, or commented because see if you're a patreon supporter you get to comment and submit topics uh he said i i'd like to hear your thoughts slash experiences with pokemon games or media i uh, amanda you go first i'm gonna take a little break i'm gonna take a little breather I'm actually gonna close my eyes for a second and just kind of take a little nap. While you know, you wouldn't talk it, about wouldn't Pokemon. you be? You know what? Wouldn't you be like biting your tongue if I talk for a full twenty minutes about Pokemon in mixed media? I would love but. it. I would love it. I want to know what your experience with it, it with Pokemon is because okay. mine is very very like standard it came out when i was a kid and i loved it and i play all the games and i watch the cartoons and the movies i i i we, learned yeah go ahead everything i learned everything i know about pokemon from pokemon go, go the game that came out uh when i was in full-on adulthood <laughs> so i don't know i am but i mean i enjoy like i actually know like a decent amount about pokemon because of the pokemon go game because there was like all the same pokemons and such but no, I'm terrible. And I even tried, I did try watching Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was a bit slow for me. And so like, I, I think it was like on a plane, I started watching it and then I like didn't even get through it. It wasn't even like a plane movie for me. Like I didn't, I didn't actually get through it. So I was like a little bit sad cause I wanted to, I wanted to like get into it a little bit more. I really liked the conceit and the idea of like doing this whole world. And I think it's really cool. Like the idea, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. I know that Ash Ketchum is the name of the dude that yeah. is pikachu's master or whatever they're called trainer trainer, trainer. <laughs> the one that has pikachu but i there I are know there are pokemon that... masters but pokemon masters aren't it's not they're called the masters because they're they're, they're good at it elite, not that right? they not that they are the ones that own the pokemon okay and the other thing i know is that the like orange fish thing that is like a floppy fish is really hard to get enough candy to make the dragon fish well yeah. what's it what's that one called the uh magikarp thing? evolves magikarp. into gyarados yeah yeah i really wanted that i saw i saw it it was really cool i mean i didn't have one but i had a lot of the fish and i would, <laughs> I, would I would change them but anyway that is that is basically i mean i'm sorry to be disappointing about but like i know about pokemon like peripherally like it's yeah. not like i i'm not like aware like if somebody is like cosplaying i'm like oh pokemon cool like i get like i get i get the world but I just, it wasn't part of my upbringing. Like, a, like I just, I didn't, I don't think I watched cartoons as a kid, like mm. at all, basically. So it wasn't, it wasn't something that was there for me. That's awesome. So I'm, I don't have, I don't have a lot to, a lot to, or I just didn't watch it. Like there's also yeah. just things that I just don't, I just didn't watch. But all of them, all of um, Power Rangers is, is on Netflix right now. Yep. And I was nerding out so hard, but also I'm really curious what the difference between the first season that they have up there is, and then the first season like like remixed or re-editioned, and it's just there's like a difference of like thirty episodes. So, mm -hmm. anyways, that was but that's what it was. I I watched a lot of live action as a kid. I did. I don't think I watched a lot of cartoons, 
like I like I watched like Young Hercules and like Breaker High and yeah, Power Rangers. So. You were more into the later afternoon than the early afternoon. Pro- probably, stuff. yeah. Because yeah, Pokemon, yeah. Pokemon would have been like I think three thirty or four p.m. I think it was about four p.m. And yeah, then, no, I definitely watch later stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, Breaker High would have been closer to like six or seven o'clock. Oh yeah, and like and and, after and I think stuff. it could be a thing too. And I mean, it's really ironic now because I I mean I work in animation and I love animation, but I really my my love of animation has come much later in life. Mm-hmm. Really, like my exposure to animation as a kid was Disney movies, and that's about it. Like honestly, the the major- now that I'm thinking back of it, having this conversation. So thanks for sparking this conversation about Pokemon is me just thinking back to like, I can't even name a single cartoon that I think I remember watching as a kid. Like I like almost all of my stuff. Like I don't like Saturday morning cartoons. Wasn't a thing that you're I'm a, familiar with, but you're but a Canadian kid. You had to have watched inspector gadget. I am aware of inspector gadget, but it wasn't something that I like watched wow. really regularly, but I watched like, like TGIF, like the, the, like, like boy meets world, like yeah. Sabrina, the teenage witch, you wish all those like really fun things that were on like Friday nights, but Saturday morning cartoons, not so much something that I did. Hmm. I mean, and I watched, and because I think I just chose what I wanted to watch and just watched, but I also did just have a real affinity for live action stuff. Like I remember even as a kid really liking well, I mean, Star Wars, obviously, that I watched myself, but I didn't, like, sit down and have a block of television that I watched that was that was cartoon-based. So I think I'm just – but I think I'm an exception to the rule, obviously. I, like, so many kids watched so much cartoons, yeah. but but it really wasn't – it just wasn't – it just wasn't in my repertoire as of as a child to in, in, in incorporate cartoons into my being. You never, but, you never but, watched Sailor Moon? I, not until I grew up. Huh. No, like I had a friend who loved Sailor Moon and that was how I knew about it is because she was yep. obsessed with it. And I didn't I didn't really know what the show was. And again, it wasn't until I got older that I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty cool show. And then like watched watched stuff. And like I'm, I was again, I was familiar with Sailor Moon, but it wasn't something that I had totally like engaged with. I knew I knew a, like I knew a bit about Sailor Moon, but it wasn't. Yeah, I can't like ask me some more because I'm like, there's got to be something that I watched as a kid. But right in this moment. When you're asking me what cartoons I watched as a child, I can't name a single one. So it's not just uh, blah, 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 blah. Now you put Quiz me on the time. spot. I know. Um, Quiz time. Quiz time. Uh, what game, other what game, other cartoon. stuff? I mean, Spider Man and X Men would have been big ones. Uh, I, there's all of the Disney afternoon stuff. Darkwing Duck, Goof Troop. Yeah, no, I wouldn't watch that stuff. Nope. Um, um, oh, I have vague recollections of X Men and Gargoyles. Because X Men, I did, I did really like Jubilee as a kid. Like I remember liking, but I think, if anything else, again, I've sort of told these stories before that my childhood involved a lot of playing pretend as characters with my cousins, yeah. and we would choose different things. And I feel like we probably played X Men in the same way that we played like Tails and Sonic. Mm-hmm. And then I would just choose a character, and I liked Jubilee. So I think that that's again, I don't think I like really like knew that much about X Men, but I did know about Jubilee and yeah. that like yellow, that kick ass yellow jumpsuit. Um, um, yeah, and trench Garfield. coat, but that's all right. Trench coat, what? Well, yeah, but oh, Carmen San Diego was that a was that a kids cartoon? Uh, well, so there watch. were Carmen San Diego was two things, right? It was three things because it was the computer game, and then there was a a, a quiz show. Oh yeah, the that, live action quiz show. That, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that Again, was on I PBS. Live action stuff, man. Yeah, and then the, but there wasn't there was an animated series for Carmen San Diego. Yeah, but uh, I, I I'm thinking of the game show. Yeah. Oh man, now I'm really curious. I'm gonna go ask my mom if I watched like cartoons as a kid. Interesting. So this is like making me like 
really reevaluate. But uh, again, any Disney movie I likely watched and yeah. really enjoyed. And I, I would watch them like really regularly, like all the time. Hmm. So it's not like I didn't watch animated things as a kid. I just cartoons were a thing that weren't necessarily part of my repertoire. What about the Aladdin animated series? Because if you like the, the, the movie, nope. then you never watched the show? How did you know what was going on in uh, I didn't King enjoy of the Thieves. second or, I didn't enjoy the second or third movie and I think probably because I didn't quite yeah. understand what was happening so like I feel like I've watched both of those once as yeah. a child. The way that like, the way that it works is that there's the first movie and then there's Return of Jafar which yeah. is when Genie comes back to fight Jafar, yeah. the Genie Jafar. Um and we get the explanation for um he's he's still got magic and and whatnot what are the limits of his power and then the tv series picks up from there and then the tv series goes on and then king of thieves is the end of the tv series because that's when they get married and once they were married disney was like no we can't we can't have a tv show about a married couple it's not yeah man it's not acceptable no i didn't Yeah. Wow. That is, that's so interesting to me. Cause I mean, like for me, it's like, man, waking up Saturday morning and watching like even like way back in the day. I mean, one of my first memories, one of my earliest memories in life is a Saturday morning in front of the TV with my dad watching Ninja Turtles. Interesting. Um, and obviously like from that era, it would have been Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, and then He-Man. Right. Like those those three shows, Um, but also like Brave Star and and uh, the Ghostbusters as opposed to the real Ghostbusters. Uh, And then a lot of rerun stuff, Scooby-Doo and Flintstones and Jetsons and Recess. But I feel like that was when I was older, like Recess. Recess was um... when when, was when we would have been in middle school or you were in junior high because you didn't go to middle school. But. Yeah, but I feel like maybe like as I got older, I started yeah. watching cartoons ironically or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, I was. I think I just watched a lot of live action television. That's all it was. Yeah, I mean, like I watched the live action TV as well because I watched the crap out of Power Rangers and Beetleborgs oh, and VR Troopers. I and... mean, reboot. I watched reboot there as you a go. kid. There you go. There's right. One. That There's was one. that was one. I mean, I don't watch. I didn't watch it like religiously and remember all the stuff. I just remember it being kind of weird and being like, "This is now." Bob has changed into a completely different character. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so I have vague recollections of reboot as it aired. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, carry on. With your uh, no, I, I mean, like when, when Pokemon first when came out, because when, when did Pokemon come out? Pokemon would have been like 97, 98, somewhere around there when the first video game came out and then the cartoon around the same time. And uh, I was... Yeah, uh, eighth grade. Okay. Eighth grade. So yeah, I mean, like it, like it landed square on my face, uh, <laughs> I, as they say. Like it, like I was in the target demographic, uh, uh, boys age eight to thirteen, <laughs> right? Like, right. Yeah. um, and I, I, yeah, it was Pokemon was everything. Pokemon is everything. And I can remember people like adults being like, I don't understand this Pokemon thing. What is a Pokemon? Yeah. And I remember explaining, cause there was some, I think it was in like the strategy guide or something like that. It was somewhere in some piece of uh, Pokemon related literature that a uh, Pokemon is an animal 
not belonging to any existing uh, genus or species. Um, but that, but like they're an animal because they because like like the this I think it was the strategy guide which is like none of this is canon stuff right they just put text in the strategy guide to to fill up pages so that you could justify it being twenty bucks um, and I uh, I it like the idea there being that like that Pokemon aren't regular animals because they because they evolve basically through magic right. right? So they're not they're they're spontaneous like they're not they're not part of evolution but they do evolve but their evolution is based on fighting so it's it's a whole different thing but uh, yeah it's yeah it, it's a it's a it's an interesting thing when I think back of like Pokemon's been a pretty important part of my life. Didn't um, they have cards? Like, did you play yeah, the cards? Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember when the card game first came out, and me and me and my buddy Bill going down to Seven Eleven, uh, and uh, uh, just cleaning them out of <laughs> Pokemon cards because they had like maybe like I now as an adult I realized they probably got one box, and one box has about like probably twenty packages, and and we took every dollar we could scrape together, and, <coughs> and bought starter decks, and then bought as many booster packs as we could. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that we ever really played the game that much. We just had the cards, um, and I <laughs> I definitely had a like foil, pogs. yeah, a foil um, Charizard, which was the the sought after the the greatest card in the original set. Um, but uh, God knows where it is now. It's somewhere <laughs> in something. I, I'm sure I still own it, but it's probably not in good enough condition to be worth anything. But um, at the time, I remember the big deal was that it was worth fifty whole dollars. Fifty whole dollars, um, which you would think and go like, I could buy a lot more Pokemon cards with that, but then I wouldn't have a foil Charizard. So where would I be? There you go. Um, there you go. It's a real gift of the Magi vicious, situation. Vicious, vicious cycle. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. That's uh, I mean, I, and 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 my my love of Pokemon continues to this day. I bought the last two mainline Pokemon games. Uh, Let's go Pikachu, as well as uh, uh, Pokemon. What are they? Sword and Shield. I bought Sword. Um, and uh, and as recently as Saturday afternoon, Kara, Cassie, and I watched the Pokemon the movie Mewtwo Strikes Back. The That's new, on YouTube or uh, Netflix, on Netflix, right? The new CG yeah, one, which it's a remake of the first Pokemon movie. So ah, we watched cool. that. It was all right. Cool. I mean, it's the same movie. It's just a remake, but cool. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so maybe. Um, Cool. Really quickly, I I, I just want to jump into it like super super fast because I am actually not feeling well. Um, uh-huh. I don't. I it is not coronavirus related. No. Uh, but I don't feel super awesome. Um, so we're just gonna. I uh, Sherston sent in a comment and asked us uh, our top Netflix lists for uh, for right now as we're all in nice. seclusion um i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you the top three shows that i think everybody needs to watch off of netflix Ooh. if you haven't already watched them uh stranger things is obviously right there um altered carbon and then yeah. uh and then and then oh man actually i'm gonna not go with netflix i'm gonna go over to uh Ooh. to amazon prime controversial um, uh possibly hulu in the states i don't know i don't know who has it Right. But uh, community. If you haven't watched community, oh, yeah. there are six seasons of that, and it is phenomenal, and it's my favorite sitcom of all time. So go, go hit that up. Do it. 
Hey, I found another Canadian show sticking around. I remember that. So there you go. That was fun. I don't Scradley. remember anything about it, but I'm like looking yeah. now and I'm like, um, so my, unfortunately my Netflix recommendations have started to skew hard towards Korean dramas because I've just been like messing up my algorithms, I guess on, yeah. uh, on Netflix. So like, I don't know a lot of what the normal shows are that are on television at the moment, but I mean, if you haven't watched the good place, that's like my go-to that I consistently, I consistently watch yeah. that on, um, on Netflix um, all the time. Um, I think that, um, I don't know. You said, you said two that are really good that I would totally also, um, recommend, which was the, um, altered carbon and stranger, yeah, things. Altered carbon yeah. and stranger things. If people haven't seen Sherlock yet, Sherlock's also on Netflix, yeah. but I mean, it could be just Canadian Netflix's uh, maybe um, I think I actually but, I'll give a, I'll give a couple more recommendations because these are, are uh, great shows that that I don't know if yeah. that many Americans or international listeners yeah. uh, are 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 uh, have watched yet. But mm-hmm. uh, Kim's Convenience and Shit's Creek, which are both yeah. Canadian productions, uh, yeah. they are. There's not a lot of Canadian productions that I'm gonna recommend to anybody. But those um, are definitely. But those, those are definitely two good. are as good as anything else. Yeah. that's on tv um and uh yeah really great shows yeah uh, yeah um and i mean if you there's just stuff it's like if you haven't seen it yet i'm trying to like scroll through dirk's gently uh and the holistic detective agency dirk, dirk gently's holistic detective agency so fun and so weird like if you're into like kind of kooky sci-fi like it, it's su- it's super fun and it's come back again like they've recommended it for me again and i'm like i might actually go back and like rewatch that it's just a really but I mean, the fun of it—the uh, fun of it really—is not knowing what happens because it's like you know a little bit of a mystery and a and like a sci-fi kind of thing, um, but super fun. So if you're looking for something sort of really unique, I think it was really really unique and interesting. And I mean, again, if you haven't watched Korean dramas, mm-hmm. I will just say the first ever Korean drama I watched was because Netflix just straight up recommended it to me and was like, "Hey, would you like to watch this show?" Um, it's in a different language, but that shouldn't make a difference to you. And I watched it and was like, this is so weird, but I love it. And I kept watching it and it was called Boys Over Flowers. And it's still on Netflix. And it's one of the like original, like like most popular series from like, but it's really old. It's really old and dated now. And it's also terrible because like the guy is really like abusive, but in a way that like he's a teenager and like that's the, that's the, that's kind of the, the plot is that it's, ter- it's, I mean, Netflix. Okay. I mean, Korean dramas have evolved in the last decade but it's anyways mm-hmm. if you can if you can stomach it but i would say that maybe um crash landing on onto you that just that is like very recent that just came out has hyun bin in it who's like one of my favorites and totally fun and worth watching if you're interested it was it was quite a fun one that i just watched and maybe i recommend that more than boys over flowers but it's like much more recent and so therefore I mean, it still is really popular. Like, it, it had, like, really good, like, ratings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I just mean, like, a classic one is Boys Over Flowers, which is also on Netflix. And then um, Crash Landing on To You is a recent one. So if you want to, like, take a dabble into some Korean dramas, uh, but it's a very specific kind of entertainment. But I like it, so enjoy. But Dirk's Gently Holistic Detective Agency and uh, The Good Place. Cool. So um yeah. hopefully hopefully that's not too many things that everybody's watched. gossip girl oh my god girl. if you haven't watched gossip girl crystal's going gossip through gossip girl, girl right now it's um, so fun i love gossip girl sorry now i'm like at on netflix just like scrolling through yeah. being like what haven't i seen on here <laughs> anyways 
Um, cool. Uh, well, you know what? That's going to be it for this episode. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, uh, head over to thunderquack.com to, uh, to check out all the other great podcasts in the network and, uh, and to check out our past episodes and whatnot. Um, and, uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash what is it? Thunderquack? I think it's Thunderquack. I don't know. You guys know. Go to uh, again. I can't help you. Twitter is at Thunderquackpod, and uh, Instagram I believe is at Thunderquack. So uh, go follow us there. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Arkwolf A R K W U L F, and I'm at a Conkin A K O N K I N. You can add an eighty six to that for Instagram. Cool. Uh, and uh, if you like what you hear, you can support us in three ways. First is by going to the podcast. Uh, app of your choice and uh, and leaving a, a, a rating and a review so that people know that we exist uh, that'd be that's, nice that's how that's how the algorithms work so you got to go do that so that people get recommended um the other ways are to go to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merchandise and uh last but certainly not least by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack and kicking in with your monthly pledge of support and getting some cool rewards uh thank you to everybody who does support us over there uh that is it for this week's episode um and oh, there's so uh, many more shows yeah. also watch shadow hunters <laughs> also the magic school bus is on here and um Oh, there's just oh, it's so fun. You can Amanda's watch so gonna many keep things. tweeting the rest. I'm gonna of this keep. Stuff. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'll I'll keep I'll keep telling you uh, yeah. digitally what you what you could be watching. Cool. Sorry. Uh, it's all good. Thanks <laughs> for zoo. listening. Yeah, and Zoo. There you go. Uh, <laughs> okay. Bye. I, by all accounts, Zoo is not a good TV show. But that's all oh, right. okay. I haven't seen yeah. it. Get the audio book over on Audible. Stuff that we were talking. There you go. Uh, or dot ca if you're in Canada. There's so much media that you can consume while you're self self isolating. Stay safe and watch movies. Okay. <laughs> that's it. That's the end of the. That was the that's end it? of the podcast. Oh, I thought you were still saying stuff. Nope. And like you were going to be done. like, this is the end. Okay. Um, I'm gonna move back a little bit, but I think the mic is okay, right? Like I can, I don't have to like. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's still getting me from here. Yeah. Uh, what um what what direction is it set in? Oh yeah, I haven't checked the back. Like you want it uh, to be? Do you want it? The one that looks like a peach. The one that looks like a peach. A lot of like, oh. That's omnidirectional, right? No. Oh, or um, the one monodirectional. Whatever, it's facing me now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. This is fun to have a real microphone. Yay! There. Now and I can't. Now I can't hear the the um traffic. The traffic yeah. out your window. Um. Okay.
Actually, I can go. Um, I'm gonna shut this window. It's not fully shut. One second. Sure. subtle but it makes a difference so you're still working like you're still going into work yeah i guess you can't really do your job from home or i mean a lot of my job requires people management and the rest of my people are still at work so they don't have the ability to work from home we're trying really hard it's going to take a week for it to get fully set up for everybody like we've got to put the whole studio on Mm -hmm. vpn and we just we can't we can't, we're not set up to do that yet, but we've sent like our designers home and we're going to send other team members home as soon mm-hmm. as we can. Um, but we've got to wait for the full teams to be able to be sent home. So, yeah. um, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. It is. Yeah. Are your, is your whole studio oh, down? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. they're all. Yeah. Everybody. All well, we've been, we, our office specifically has been set for work from home for probably about a year now. Oh, wow. So nice. just so that people had that flexibility if they wanted it. Um, That's good. So, yeah. And I've been, I'm all set to work from home. I've gotten, I've been using this laptop for almost two years now. Nice. So That's good. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I like, I mean, I can't, the things I actually do like the, mm-hmm. the day to day, like, yeah, I can do all that stuff from home, but it's the stuff I can't do from home is the like people management, right? If there's still people in the office, I gotta be dealing with everybody. Yeah. So but we're you guys trying. don't use something like Slack or Microsoft teams or something. No, you don't No. Are you kidding we use, me? We use Google hangouts. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't use Slack. Hmm. 